Hello and welcome. In this series, I'll be talking to a range of founders and business owners about their journeys. We'll cover the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Since co-founding my own startup seven years ago, tech-driven peer-to-peer gambling business, I've been navigating the startup and investor world. In recent years, I've focused on helping startups with fundraising, but that often involves advice on wider strategy, growth, sales, marketing, and everything in between. Along the way, I've met some incredible and unique individuals, and they all say the same thing. Building businesses is hard. Getting economic return from any creative endeavor is one of the most difficult paths to choose in adulthood. It's tiring, grueling, and it carries a very, very low chance of success. When we do usually hear from startups, it's often after they've already found success. We only ever see the final polished version with the carefully constructed backstory of how they made it. This series focuses on businesses in their earliest and most turbulent stages and aims to showcase the difficulties that entrepreneurs face and how they overcome them. I strongly believe there is incredible value in hearing the trials and tribulations of businesses as they grow. And hopefully this will shine a useful light on how businesses go from zero to one. The people I interview are from a diverse range of backgrounds operating in a wide array of different industries. We cover a breadth of topics, including how you go from idea to launch, how to make your very first sale, marketing, PR, and much, much more. In today's episode, I talked to Zoe Desmond, founder of Frollo, the first single parent community app. Frollo transforms and empowers the single parent experience by providing easily accessible connection and support. It makes it easy to discover and connect with like-minded single parents living in the same area, as well as giving access to a wider global community. Along with the support of fellow Frollos, the app provides valuable content and advice from specialists such as family lawyers, child psychologists, and relationship experts. While starting as a support app, a crucial revenue model has emerged in Frollo dating. Frollo has already achieved great success and has featured in publications such as The Guardian, Grazia, Sky News, The Evening Standard, and many more. Zoe is an amazing founder and built the app after her own experience as a single parent. One in four families are single parent families in the UK, and we talk through some of the difficulties that single parents face and why there is such a need for a community and platform like this. Like many entrepreneurs, Zoe does not come from a technology background, and so we discuss how you go about building an app without this base knowledge. We cover the highs and lows of using agencies, the importance of marketing and PR, as well as taking a community from social media and converting it to users on another platform. This final point is one that is particularly relevant to founders who have built up a following on social media and want to monetize it through their own means. It's a fantastic story and well worth a listen. Hey Tom. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. How has the rest of this insane year been since I spoke to you last? Um, you know what? I think when, when do we speak in the summer? Yeah, I feel like it was really sunny and I was on a walk. So. Yeah, I was I was in my garden on the phone. Yeah. Um, you know what? I quite I quite enjoyed the summer. And um, we did the um the basic the lockdown basic starter pack of getting a puppy. Oh my right. God. 
I mean, I had dogs. I mean, I had dogs growing up, and I was like, "It's all right. It's okay. It's not too difficult." And we've got a cocker spaniel, and Jesus Christ! I remember at one point I woke up. I got woken up at about six a.m. Took her out and thought, you know, I'm going to play with you. We'll do a little bit of training, and then she started. She she was a puppy, so she's biting quite a lot. Yeah, she bit my love handle. <laughs> Honestly. Nothing, nothing worse than, you know, oh it's been in lockdown and I'm like, oh, come on. Listen, uh, well, I, it's reassuring to know that puppies have the same trait as kids do, which is kick you where it hurts. Yeah, exactly. I thought, oh, come on. It was horrible. But other than oh. that, she's, she's, she's been nice to, to have around, but just, but that, that's, been, that's pretty much been, been my lockdown. Um, yeah. What about yourself? You said it got busier coming into the, or yeah, it just feels busier because it's darker. I always feel that. Yeah. I, well, it's probably a combination of, of things. But yeah, it's really, lockdown number one was actually, to be honest with you, quite good in that, you know, like an opportunity just to kind of take a step back, look at things with a bit of a new lens. Yeah. And kind of think, right, where are we? What's going on? Yeah. Just stop the rat race for a second. Where do we need to like realign, you know, all of that. And so it, it ended up being quite a positive thing personally and for Frollo. Um, so yeah, it just, I kind of stopped the sort of the, 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 the intensity of boom, 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 yeah. boom. And then just um, rejigged a few things around in terms of, of Frollo and did a bit of a sanity check of our roadmap, what we were doing brought forward some things that I knew the community would need more because of lockdown. So like yeah. virtual meetups and the um, group chats. Yeah. And, and yeah, there was obviously just a much more intensified need for the online aspect of the community. So the community has tripled in size since the beginning of um, lockdown. What we should probably do is just have you say what Frollo is? Yeah. So Frollo is the first um, single parent community app of its kind, globally, as it stands. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so Frollo was born out of my own uh, personal um, situation, the struggle I faced when I became a single parent just over three years ago now when my son Billy was one. And, you know, it was a tough time. My relationship with my son's dad had broken down and I was dealing with the, you know, the aftermath of, of that. But what I wasn't prepared for is how much I would struggle with my new sort of single parent status. And I, yeah, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, that aspect of it. And even though I've got, you know, I'm lucky in that I've got lots of support in my life, friends and family, I felt so alone and so isolated. And just thinking about the weekends used to fill me with dread because I would think, how am I going to fill the time? What am I going to do? You know, I had a one-year-old who didn't you know, couldn't talk back to me at the time. Yeah, and yeah. it was, you know, yeah, it, it, and I kind of felt during those days that I was sort of pushing the buggy around my local area and just feeling so sad and so lonely inside and just wishing that I knew other people who 
I could connect with, who would understand what I was going through, who I could meet with for a play date, for a Sunday lunch, for a chat, for a glass of wine, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't really feel like I could kind of really reveal how I was feeling to my what, friends. What, what, were the, what would the options have been for you at the time? Something like chat rooms or Reddit thread or... <laughs> Yeah, like there is a couple of apps like for moms, like Mush and Peanut. Right. Um, so they're specifically for for moms, um, not single parents, just for moms. And I I was on on them, but I couldn't. You know, there's it, it was hard to find single parents and people in my area. So and then there was Facebook groups. Yeah. They felt really grim, to be honest. And I was like, I don't want to associate with all of this grim talk about ex bashing and this that and the other I want you know I didn't I I and I think that was part of the problem that I had this really negative association with the term single parent so even the fact that now I had to call myself a single parent I didn't understand like there was shame in that for me and I didn't really understand why but there was and well I guess it's 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 different right it's not if you're looking at the the mass UK population. It's not it's not the norm. So it's always going to feel a bit uncomfortable, I guess. Well it it's one in four people are single parent families. So that's what I was really surprised to find yeah. out how common it was. And then I kind of thought, well it's you know because wow, one, in four. one in four families are single parent families. So then I just you know it kind of and, and even the, the shame that I felt sort of bringing it up in front of friends or family and then it started to dawn on me that this is a really like outdated stigma that's yeah. going on around single parents and that in this day and age, you know, and even terms like broken home and stuff like that. And then I thought of my son, Billy, kind of growing up, you know, going between two houses and thinking like it's so depressing if he feels like, you know, this is a broken home or, you know, all yeah, of yeah. that. So all of these kind of thoughts started to form in my mind and and all the while more than anything i just wanted to connect with other people who were in the same boat that i could build my own sort of support network feel empowered not to kind of be sitting there sort of crying into a glass of wine going all men are <laughs> bastards before before just you know taking uh, things into my own hands having holidays not feeling like getting into a relationship again was going to be the this, this solution to, yeah. to everything type thing. Um, and when I found out that one in four families are single parent families, I thought this is actually really now frustrating how I can't find where they are because then I'm walking down the road with my buggy going, you're probably single parent. Yeah. Probably <laughs> yeah. single. You know, kind of going, it's a bit of a thick and mix. One yeah. of you is. Because yeah. one in four of us are, and and do you, um, do you think it was the, it was the stigma that probably stopped yeah. anyone else creating a platform? Because you've got to put your hand up first and say, "I'm yeah, a single parent," exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's probably the stigma. I think it's probably how hard it is. You know, it is, and you know, I think you, you know, probably a bunch of reasons. But yeah, the stigma I think stops. Yeah, because you know, the, the stereotype think, might be. That, that pops into my head immediately when you hear the word single parent is I just think of about a boy and the, the yeah everyone says standing around yeah. in the circle. I mean one of yeah. my favorite films but yeah I, I can see the you know the, the connotations that probably aren't appreciated 
yeah, it comes up so often that that movie. But um, yeah. So I, 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 yeah. So I think there is, and it, and that's it. When I became, you know, a single parent, I was hardly updating my Facebook status, going, "Hey, I'm a single parent. Does anyone else know other singles parents?" Like that would have felt really quite horrendous yeah. and vulnerable. Um, but. Yeah, so it was when I found out that there was one in four, couldn't find what I was looking for, desperately searched online, still couldn't find it. And then in my head, I started kind of, yeah, sort of dreaming about what my ideal solution would be, which was Frollo and, um, you know, an app that made it easy to discover and connect with like-minded local single parents through way of... Uh, by um, kids' age, location, proximity, and shared interests. Yeah, and Frollo, um, the name itself is is kind of a, a against the stigma again, isn't it? Yeah, so Frollo, yeah, so Frollo. So so when I was uh, kind of do, do you know do in the kind of creative process of the app designs and thinking, what are we going to call it and things and. And I thought, okay, it has to be a short name so that it fits on the, you know. Names the, always, I mean, the names take ages to think of. I always say to yeah. anyone, you know, th- think of the name last because you can spend so much time on it. I know. And, you know, I, it, all of these names came up and I thought, you know, I just really wanted to feel like something that, you know, is connected to what I want Frodo to be. And I was, then I was thinking about, you know, the term single parent and that I, I, it felt outdated. It felt like there was stigma attached to it. And then what, what I wanted Frollo to be, which was an empowering platform to find a friend in the same situation as yeah. a solo parent. So solo, so friend and solo is where um, Frollo came from. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, and now everyone in the community refers to themselves proudly as Frollo's, which I love. So there's no more of this dancing yeah. parent. It's like, I'm a Frollo. I'm a Frollo. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. So that's where, yeah. So that's where the, um, the idea for the app came from my own, my and own experience. It, and it, yeah, it came from your, your own experience. And at the same time, you see a big market. And then obviously you started by creating this Instagram page, right? Yeah. When you created that, how much in your mind did you have the picture of you wanted to build an app? Was it an active decision to, I want to build this app platform community, Instapage, good place to start? Or did you kind of build and I, I, so, so basically, I had started building the app. I hadn't set it to, I, I sort of spoken to a few trusted people yeah. like you know, in my life, this is what I was doing. But it, I I'd sort of made the decision the decision that I had to do this or I was, you know, going, I had this, I had this, I bumped into a person I know who lives in my area, who I always stop and chat to. She's got a son the same age as me. I never realized she was a single parent. We bumped into each other one day. She had shared with me that she'd been a single parent for the last two years. And I just thought, this is the this is the sign from the universe I yeah. need. We live down the road from each other. I really enjoy her company. Our sons are the same age. We could have been meeting for Sunday lunches every single day, you know, every single weekend. Going, and it just made me yeah, yeah. so kind of elated that we knew now we were both single parents. Frustrated that you'd missed out on those, exactly. those years as well, yeah. So that was sort of my sort of 
moment of that's it done i'm doing this and then i went about finding an agency to build the build frollo build the app yes um, um and then six months later just as i thought we were getting ready to launch i thought okay i should really you know launch a uh, an instagram page and say what i'm doing and what i'm building and try and get up a you know bit of a following to yeah. single parents anyway then a nightmare happened and it thing you know that uh, you you know this because yeah. we we've spoken about it but um had a bit of a shocker with that agency and it, it wasn't fit for purpose the app that it's was the hard, it's, the, it's the hardest thing yeah. in the world that part i mean like we said we've, we've both been through this before and yeah. When you so you know you're obviously you're a, you're a non tech tech founder, but yeah. you've, you've got this idea and you probably I imagine you spoke to some people about how easy it is to build and you you know you're seeing a few different things out there. How did you then go about finding the agency or deciding that that was the agency that you the wanted initial to one? Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, kind of yeah. It was it. Yeah. Well, what I did wrong was I was so determined to get moving that yeah. I didn't do my due diligence and I just kind of went with the first sort of someone I kind of knew of and yeah. that I sort of put my trust and hopes and dreams into without doing my homework. And I was naive, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because I was just so keen to get. So, so many people do that. I know from um, a couple of the other uh, businesses I'll be speaking to like this, they've all had the same experience. I mean, mm -hmm. I had it myself. I went through yeah, three, three different so agencies. A, we had a, a CTO at one point as well who, you know, couldn't quite do the hours that we were looking for. And it's, it, there's so much asymmetric information and Every time I then started going to an agency, I felt like, and this is no disrespect to the industry I'm about to mention, but it feels like when I go to a mechanic and I'm thinking, you could say anything right now and it's I'm just going to have to pay it. Yeah, it's so, it, it, completely, I agree. Like as a non-technical founder, it's such a kind of vulnerable position yeah. to be in. You're putting so much faith and trust. Yeah, faith, trust, time and capital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to yeah. you got to six months, and along the way, were they doing you know one week sprints? Were they showing you little updates? No, it was. I mean, looking back now, and I, you know, obviously, I've been on a kind of steep learning curve this last couple of years in the whole I, I, you know app founder thing. But looking back now, the writing was on the wall uh, from the beginning. Um, but I was kind of reassured the whole time. Every time I kind of got nervous, you know, it's going to, don't worry, stay with it. Like promise you, you won't, you, you know, it's, it's going to be fine. But then literally just soon after I launched the Frollo Instagram page, which was like, we've got an app launching in yep. a couple of months, da, da, da. It's for single parent. And, and that started to get some traction, which was really great. But then, um, the app was supposed to the app went into beta testing um so i launched the instagram page around uh, october 2018 then the app went into beta testing in december 2018 but it was i mean it wasn't it wasn't really beta testing yeah, it yeah. wasn't ready the features weren't it was it was it was just it wasn't 
um, it wasn't ready and it wasn't right. And then just had to make, it was a very tough kind of two or three months back and forth. And then just had to make a really brutal call and go, okay, I just need to suck this up this last you know, 10 months and start again because it's not going to be right. That's so, so hard when you're, you're that, so, you're so pot committed at that point. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. It was, I mean, it was really, really stressful time. Um, and I suppose the silver lining of that time was that in the meantime, this Instagram community Frodo community had started to kind of really build up on Instagram and I think because there is nothing like Frodo that single parents really identified with the need for this app and yeah. the need for something just more a more positive empowering kind of new sort of um way for for single parents you know and um and people started sending in their stories to the Frodo Instagram by direct message going, Oh, I'm, you know, I've just become a single parent. I'm about to tell the kids tomorrow, any tips on how I should. So I would just share stories anonymously and then people would respond. And so there was all this anonymous conversation yeah. on stories between. So that's I remember like, seeing those at the time. Oh my God. And yeah. it was just like, it took on an absolute life of its own. And that was never a sort of strategy or plan. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never, I mean, I'm rubbish on my own um, <laughs> Instagram page. I'm not, you know, I, I really, it was, it was just kind of sort of going with it really at the time, but it was, it was amazing. There was such high engagement at that time and it just kind of took off. So and maybe just, reiterated at the time when you've had this nightmare with another agency. Yeah. You're a bit of another push to say, come on, we need this. We can do this. Yeah, absolutely. That that's it. I think if it hadn't been for the validation of, you know, the community that was on building on socials and that people were like, yeah. Oh my God, like this is everything I need. And thank God, you know, that I was like, right. I had the kind of, drive to keep to keep well to start again to start mm. again more than keep going but um and I think that the what what happened what ended up happening then by the time Frollo was ready to launch then in September and did you go with year, another, another agency sorry I went with another agency so did my proper kind of research this time went and met with quite a few different agencies yeah. did my due diligence and also like you know so a combination of getting recommendations due diligence and kind of gut feeling yeah. <laughs> you know sort of um and yeah so then the 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 app launched in september 2019 but by then there was a really really kind of highly engaged community already built and we had a founding member um waitlist app and there were two and a half thousand incredible um Frollo signed up. So on the day the app went live, they were on the app as soon as the minute it went live. Those so I was going to ask about moving, you know, with there are so many businesses that try to shift users from one platform to another. And that can be really difficult because there's, you know, there's a huge there's a lot of friction on the on the transaction there. But you yeah. had what, two and a half thousand just Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think people were 
like I said, because there was nothing, nothing like it and such a, such an intensified need, you know, before I became a single parent, when I was on these mom's apps that I mentioned, peanut and mush, which are great, which are great, great apps. But as a single parent, your needs are different and they're intensified. So you're not really kind of interested in talking about breastfeeding tips and things like that, or which parks are the best for playgrounds or coffee. You're talking about whole other world of single parent related stuff and looking for people who are going to be you know hopefully you know which is what's happened for me it it will become to feel like your extended family like really close people who are more than kind of a coffee you know a a coffee morning play date in your life type thing yeah wow I was going to ask because it's been for community or platforms. uh, COVID's been quite a good catalyst for just pushing people to want to, you know, be around others in any way, shape or form. Completely. And then if you think about single parents, you know, it's, there's such an intensified thing of being, you know, having the kids without help, without schools, without nurseries, without childcare, without another parent there to help. So it's, it's kind of dealing with that. But then at the end of the day, just needing to kind of feel sane by checking in with other parents who get it. So that could be by way of, you know, having a bit of a, you know, rant on the, on the feed, on the app saying, you know, does anyone else feel like they're losing their mind in this lockdown? Or it could be joining a virtual meetup. You know, there was a virtual meetup that happened every Friday night during lockdown called Friday cocktail hour where there was a different every week it was a different cocktail people were making so it could be margaritas one week yeah, nice. and down to three in the morning one night and you know the next day there was just and there was about 50 people on the call and the next day everyone's like I blame Frollo for my hangover you, like that music it, to my ears yeah of course <laughs> you know what's funny about those things before any of those kind of Friday drinks videos I'm I'm always reticent. I'm always sitting there thinking, I can't be arsed with this. Yeah. And then as soon as I get on them, yeah. I enjoy them so much. And before you know it, I've just got, you know, a stack of beer bottles on the end yeah. of my desk. And Completely. like you say, it's one or two in the morning. But yeah. even still, the next time, you know, when you're then in the, it's probably the same on Friday when people are organizing it in the group chat. And some people put it off and they put it off, but then you actually do really enjoy it when you do them. But I found that, you know, with the, um, the amount of quizzes that were going on. Yeah, completely. And there was definitely like a, what, a, a Zoom fatigue. As Zoom people. fatigue, yeah. So a few yeah. articles on that pop up. Yeah, for, for sure. But it, as you said, I think once you kind of do it, and especially just for, you know, for, for single parents who might not have seen another adult in, in the day and just want that support, you know, to, to just feel then that connection and feel a kind of just a spring in, in yeah. the step after so yeah so virtual meetups have been really really strong in lockdown and yeah it's it's been it's been um obviously a year that we'll never forget but it has been all in all a really really positive year for for Frollo so that's that's really good I was talking to um Natasha Zona I think I put you in touch with and very very similar story with herself it just gave her it did stop a lot of her momentum, but it gave her it gave her an opportunity to sit back and reevaluate exactly what they're doing, 
you know, without yeah. a, any pressure to have a marketing spend or anything like that. Instead, she could just focus on, for her, it was that she's an obsessive perfectionist. I'm yeah. sure she, she won't ever mind hearing me say. So she was so adamant about fixing little things with how the app looked. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think this time actually has done her and other tech-based platforms quite a lot of good. As long as, you know, you can absorb the costs of a, of a downtime, which yeah. as a startup, you're kind of expecting anyway for the first few years. As long yeah. as you can get through that, then it's provided quite a good opportunity to not have that pressure on, on marketing yeah. that kind of thing. I guess for you slightly different because you've had the pressure to provide for the community even yeah. more so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's kind of, and, and as well, I suppose, have the willingness and ability to just, yeah, change all plans as you had them and kind of flip them on its head in order yeah. to adapt to, yeah. you know, what the, what the needs are. Well, well you know what, with, with, with that, it's, um, I, I always quite like it when it's taken out of my hands because decision fatigue is a real thing, man. Like yeah. when you have to make so many decisions on things, particularly if you're thinking strategically for your business. You're thinking five, 10 years down the line. You're thinking, oh, if we do this, you know, that might affect consumers now, but they won't like it later. Instead with this, you, you've got to focus on now. You're going, right, how can we do the next three months, the next six months, the next nine months? Exactly. Which I find quite refreshing sometimes. Yeah. As opposed to having to think strategically, you can just think, right, bang, what do we need to sort uh, now? Definitely. That, I think I work better in that way as well, just kind of in the problem solving at the moment yeah and sort of yeah, yeah feeling for a current situation yeah you, you feel like you're making a lot more progress as well because yeah. you're fixing problems right right now as you as you said yeah. in real time exactly yeah. well, that that sounds sounds really good you so you launch with the i guess the the initial version so launched with the yeah so launched with um and what launched, did it look like at that time so at that time we had four four main parts to the app which is discovery where you can um find discover and connect with like-minded local single parents so if you think of a dating app but it's not yeah. like a not like a swipe you know it's not like a tinder swipe thing it's yeah. kind of a, sort of a, a, a nicer feel to it um but you know you can you can filter it according to your location your kids ages your shared interest moms or dads um and then you've got the feed where you can you know if you think of like a facebook feed but that would be the kind of most similar thing i could compare it to you yeah. know where people can share um you know, look for guidance or tips or share something funny that happened in their day or whatever the case may be. And then there's the meetup section where you can, um, where you can find or organize meetups. And then there is the messaging section where you can privately message those that you've connected with. Um, and now there's the group messaging as well. And in the meetups, there's the virtual meetups as well. Wow. And how, how pleased were you with the initial version when it launched? I mean, compared to what was presented to me at beta testing the yeah. time before, it was absolute night and day. Yeah. And um, so really pleased. I really felt like the branding and everything really reflected my vision. So really, really pleased with that. And of course, there's loads of things that you realize okay 
this could be done better. And then through feedback in the community, you go, actually, it makes sense to, you know, for example, somebody said it, it became, it was such an obvious thing, you know, it, but a couple of weeks after we were in beta testing for the, 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 app, the app that is, is now Frollo, um, someone said, oh, I really want to be able to post anonymously because, you know, I'm, there's something personal I want to ask yeah. advice about, or I don't want, in case my ex is on the app, I don't want him, you know, which is such an obvious thing in the Frollo yeah, community, yeah. but some things you, you, you don't think of everything to begin with. So there's, there's. I've, I've just thought about what, what happens if an ex is on the app? So you can um, make yourself invisible to another okay. user. So if you see yourself, if you see your ex, on the app, you can make yourself invisible to them and then everything they or you do will be completely invisible to each other. You'll never see each other's content. So you'll never be able to go, you know, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to worry. So all of these things, yeah, we sort but of- That's what you find out. That's the whole, you know, startup mantra, isn't it? Learn, learn through feedback. And I yeah. mean, whenever I come up with, you know, as you, you know me, I have, you know, 10 or 50 ideas popping through my head and straight away I just get them out to people very very yeah. quickly I'll do a little bit of due diligence myself to see if I can be committed to it and then yeah. I get it out to people as quick as possible and just get get feedback and some people really do struggle with that because I, I remember my first pitch on our gambling company this American guy who runs a huge huge gambling firm just turned around and told us he thought it was shit straight away mm. and I thought that was funny but my co-founder at the time was mortified mm. So it is difficult. It's, you know, it depends on your personality. When you're building something, you're putting it out okay. there. But that's definitely oh. the quickest way to oh, complete out. 100%. And I completely agree. You have to like have a certain personality and not be too sensitive. And the thing is, it's like, it's never going to be perfect. It's never yeah. going to be right, especially in the beginning. So it's constant reiteration and even now like I mean we're in three weeks we're in still now so there's I mean there's there's updates constantly new features constantly stuff to be improved all of the time I don't think that's ever going to stop and you know I remember at the beginning um someone posted saying uh you know and and Frollo thankfully what one thing I'm most proud of is the 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 community is such a positive empowering place so even though there's 15,000 users now on the app like the kind of it's it's a really lovely positive safe space and there's very few bad apples that we have to pick out and we've got a pretty zero tolerance policy like once somebody kind of you know doesn't uh, isn't isn't up for um, being in line with the with the Frodo values? You know they're they're gone because we yeah. won't allow them to interfere with the safety or positivity of the community. But anyway, so so generally it's been amazing. But there was this one girl who posted at the beginning and saying like, "This app is so shit. Oh my god! Like this is so, this is so shit. Like." you know what like you know it could be done so much better and this that and the other and you know part of me and I'm gonna I'm gonna create my own and yeah me and my friend me and my friend have decided we could do a much better app and yeah and 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 I just like part of me I just felt like going yeah best of luck to you you have no freaking clue you could recommend the agency yeah exactly (laughs) exactly 
but you know it's just you can't be sensitive you know i think it's it's you just have to take in the kind of nuggets of you know what you can learn from i think that's really important i think that's that's one thing that i know i struggled with and i know other founders have struggled with is kind of knowing what's good feedback and what's bad feedback I mean, that's part of being a successful founder is being able to have the intuition to know what to listen to and what not. But as counterintuitive as that sounds, you know, you're always listening to feedback, but there's some really bad advice out there. And when you're seeing, you know, you're talking to your friends or something about what you're doing, everyone has got an opinion, right? Yeah. Everyone who's never had any experience in a field always has an opinion on it. Yeah. And that can be quite, I always find it quite difficult to almost to not be rude when you say no mate I've, I've, I've thought of that or you kind of say okay yeah that, that that's a good idea I'll definitely take that into consideration I, I find yeah. it really uncomfortable and I know people I know I know so much you know sent to them yeah I totally, really totally I, I think that is a really really good point about as a founder you have to be yeah it's that fine it's that balance of being completely open to chopping and changing and understanding things and changing direction, but also really firm and really strong in like what you believe yeah. and what, you know, no matter what, you know, no matter what any expert or friend or person in the community says, I think it's that, I think it's that, that, that balance of yeah. not being stubborn, but being true. I think that's such a skill. I think that's, yeah. that's so it's really important to be able to find that that balance, as you say, of having your almost tunnel vision, but also still being aware to, you know, nuggets of advice, as, as you put it, that you could take advantage of. Um, yeah. So as, you, as you've launched, you know, you've got your movement from Instagram and you're already building Frollo community. And at the same time, you know, you've spent a lot of money on building this thing. Um, and then we have, in my mind, you always have a build, you have marketing, you have fundraising, right? For yeah. most tech platforms, particularly a tech platform, if you're not a tech founder, it's more likely yeah. you have to dig into your own pocket for a, a lot more of this stuff. So yeah. if we start with the fundraising first, did you, what, what was your process behind that? And when did you start thinking about it? So I started thinking about it, you know, well, I, bo- I bootstrapped uh, the, until we got to launch because I really want to, I started thinking about it before the app was ready to go live, but I kind of wanted to get a bit of traction first. So yeah. I wanted to sort of prove it, get it to, you know, get it out there. And I suppose feeling like having this engaged community I felt confident that once we got it to market you know that it was yeah that the community would build and hopefully yeah. that would add to the opportunity for investment and then I started looking then I started exploring different avenues for investment so I met with some VCs I met where I, I then I was kind of bouncing between sort of the VC route and crowdfunding because I thought actually given what Frollo is it's a great opportunity to get the community involved and give yeah. everyone it's almost a perfect, perfect match for something yeah like that. yeah so anyway long story short I kind of 
bounced around for 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 quite a while um and then just as we were coming into literally in march i was ready to press the green light yeah. on um crowdfunding campaign so like and it's so much it's actually so much um I don't know if you've ever been involved in a crowdfunding thing, but it's a hell of a lot of admin, like yeah. just getting set up. So I'd been through the jigs and the reels with, with Crowdcube and I was literally ready to go. I'd been through all the due diligence, this, that, and the other. And then off kicked COVID um, and off we went into lockdown and I just had to make a call. I went, this just, this timing is is not right and um i ended up getting a private investor a convertible loan note nice which actually was really really great really helpful because it just what it did was there was so much time and energy going into the kind of fundraising and what yeah. i'm going to do for investment and it's a business you know, in itself it is it's so time consuming because yeah. you also have to you know i'm sure VCs in particular might disagree with this or they might claim to disagree with this, but they know you're marketing to them, right? And so you yeah. have to, you're not always showcasing exactly how you see the product. You're showcasing it how they see the product or how you want them to see that to see it and meeting yeah. somewhere in between that can align incentives on this thing. And building yeah. that story, which obviously you have, which works to your advantage greatly in as positive a way possible. You know, you've built a solution out of your own problem, which is totally different. For instance, I started a gambling technology enabled business, had no Scooby about either. So that was always going to be tough. But then actually having that story and then working out what your valuation is going to be. And also you, you're totally right with saying, you know, you want to get some traction first because a lot of founders make the mistake of hearing about a company that they don't think is very big or good or whatever, raising a load of cash. And they think, oh, well, I'm just going to come up with this idea and I'm going to go and talk to investors and I'll, I'll fundraise, which just isn't the case. It's yeah. just impossible to do. And yeah. crowd, crowdfunding's really, it's, a, it's perfect for a, for a business like yours, I think. It, at the time, I think it was definitely the right decision to go down that angle because of yeah. you're giving your, like you say, your users are making them part of the process, which I think is really nice. And works a lot better than you know maybe a sterile institutional fund but yeah on, on the crowdcube thing i know you didn't go go through it in the end yeah but mm. you know for people who might be thinking right how does how does crowdfunding work i mean what was your attitude to it and the the, the process that you had to go through um so i yeah, so I, 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 like you said, it seemed like a really good fit for the Frollo community because it gives, you know, I guess, people an opportunity to get a piece of the pie and yeah. put it out to the public. And I think if you've got something that people can really, you know, want to be part of, whether it's a community or a product, like whether it's a you know, a food product that people love or whatever, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, then I think it, it can work really well. And when I sort of put it out to the Frodo community, people in the Frodo community got really excited at the idea of 
you know, getting involved and being a, a, a you know, one of the first sort of yeah, yeah. investors in, um, in Frollo. And so the process, I being completely honest, like I said, it was, you know, it, it was, it, there was a lot, there, it, it, it's definitely quite time consuming. I mean, there's a lot of admin because yeah. obviously they at Crowdcube need to make sure that like everything you say is true and factual about, you know, what you're saying about, about everything. Yeah. About your numbers and about, you know, all of that. So there's, there is due diligence. And then by the time it goes through, like, you know, the goalposts have moved because something's happened or, you know, it's just, so it's, it felt like it was, it was a lot of back and forth, but I wouldn't rule out going down the crowdfunding route again. What did they, they take 7%, right? That's the way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. About the same as any, I mean, you can pay brokers at um, VC level as well, who pretty much take the, take the same cut. Yeah. And, and was that going to be SEIS as well or EIS? Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's a really big advantage of some of the crowdfunding sites is they just, that all just gets sorted out. Yeah. And that yeah. can be a bit, a bit easier than, you know, finding the accountant to then go through that process separately. Yeah, exactly. And I see now that Crowdcube and Cedars, which are the two biggest. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, they've um, just merged, haven't they? They've just merged. Yeah. yeah. Which could be no bad thing anyway, as you know, because hopefully they're, yeah, kind of stronger together, easier for, for a founder to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, build. yeah I, I just, I don't know where I stand on, on crowdfunding in terms of as a, as a financial product to an investor. Yeah. I'm in a couple of, it's, it's, it's very good to hear that the due diligence process is, is rigorous. Yeah, it is. You know, you think of like an IPO and the reason the price is set where the price is set is because they've had professional investors set the price. Yeah. Yeah. With crowdfunding, you've got founders who are doing this thing. And I just, I don't know. I don't know where, I mean, I'm not particularly a, a moral compass on financial instruments but it's just something something in there i've always thought about i don't i don't know but it's um, it's, 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 it's fantastic business it's very useful yeah do you mean do you mean like the valuation that it's a bit of a kind yeah. of like pie in the sky kind of yeah sort of, yeah i think so because you you've got you know any startups on there and any retail investor can go straight on and just throw their cash at anything without having any background or any sophistication to what they're giving money to, which some might argue that barrier is too big in finance for retail yeah. investors to get a piece of the pie, but it, yeah. it's kind of there as a security. It's, it's for their own good. Yeah. Thing. I don't yeah. know. It's just, a, it's a, it's my really boring dinner chat with people when they bring up Crowdcube. I, no, I think it's fair enough. I think, yeah, I think it can all feel like a bit of a, uh, yeah, a bit of a minefield, really. The whole yeah. which which route to go for investment. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, so so that's fundraising. Oh, and and quickly on that, did you have to build a one of the the marketing campaigns for them? Um, go into much detail on that before you pulled the plug on it. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. You know what? You know yourself. Even though it was only back in March so much has happened since <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of I course can, yeah I can I can I can't really remember exactly what day but we were very very close to very close to hitting go so yeah we had definitely you definitely yeah we had we had like a video and everything we yeah everything like a little so, campaign 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we had it all ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, well, it turned out all right, I think, if you get a... Yeah, no, it it was good. It, it It was good. It kind of took away... It yeah, it opened up a lot of getting the private investment convertible loan note just opened up a whole new ability to as as did kind of what was happening with COVID and lockdown for Frollo just to go right okay let's be let's just look at things with a new lens yeah we need to go what do we need to do and just having the ability to just yeah be able to respond quickly to what was going on in the community, yeah. do the virtual meetups, do the group meetings, kind of pull things together as needed. Like Just execute as fast as possible. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was great to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, that, so that's fundraising part. Yeah. Now, I think the biggest minefield in it for any founder or startup is, is the marketing. I think it's, you know, so you can have the best product in the world, but if you can't market it, then you're, you're screwed and i remember being i think i was 24 and we managed to get on this call for our our gambling firm at the time we get on this call with the ex-ceo of betfair and he's this guy who now works for funding circle and he said which one of you is the the marketeer and both of us me and my co-founder neither neither of us we just you know we've got some good ideas we think you know we can put some flyers out and run a facebook ad and he pretty much told us on the spot to give up because it's just about the marketing of it. And that is, I mean, it's, it's so time consuming. It's so difficult to know what to, um, you know, put funds to. And then, you know, actually coming up with the creative process of getting a campaign to run. Um, yeah. one, one of the things I think you've been, and I've, I've said this to you before, excellent and have a gift with is, is PR. Because I've seen Frollo. I mean, I first got in touch with you because I saw it in The Guardian. It's been in. Yeah. I mean, where hasn't it been? Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think, it, I, I think we were quite lucky. Well, I did, I did engage a PR agency for, for a launch. Well, for the, what I thought would be the initial launch, yeah, yeah. which ended up being obviously. But that in itself yeah. is, is, is not something that a typical founder would, would would think of in terms of marketing. I mean, PR marketing is the crossovers. It's all the same thing, but yeah, I mean, I, I engaging on a Facebook advertising campaign as opposed to get it to people who can get the word out. Yeah, I know it get, again, just, it's been another kind of steep learning curve of this whole um, experience. But I think with Frollo, I think it, you know, we were kind of, I was kind of lucky. We were kind of lucky in, in that um, it's a good story, you know, and because it doesn't exist, it's not like we were up against all of these other competitors in the, in the single parent, or it's not, and it's not like I'm some, you know, just some person who thought, oh, single parents might need an app. Like it's my own problem. It's my own, like, you know, story. It's, and then I, and then I think it really helped that the, community was building so strongly on social media as well so that kind of helped I suppose validate validate all of that story as well in the in the press and things like that so and then we got a lot of organic PR as well which yeah was which which was great um, and helped a lot um, so we'll be doing another, we've actually, uh, we're launching in the U S in March. 
Okay. So we're we're working towards that. So we'll be looking to do another another PR push out there. So I don't know if you know if you know of any US PR agencies, send them my way. Um, and then we're also launching a dating offering, a Frollo dating offering, um, next year as well. So we'll be doing another another push for that. But um, marketing for sure is. We so apart from the the PR, all of our traction was organic up until August. And yeah. in August, I took on a growth guy who does two days a week um, for Frollo, and that's been. I just cannot believe the power of ads. <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? It's, it's, it's mental because you never yeah. click on them yourself, and you think who's, yeah. someone's clicking on these. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So and that's me. Has that been yeah. mainly across um, Google, Facebook, and Insta? So uh, Facebook mainly. Yeah. Facebook has proved to be really, really powerful. Um, Facebook and still blows my mind. So the, yeah. the traction people get on Facebook, it blows my mind. I couldn't believe it. I was like, why the hell we <laughs> started doing this now? Um, yeah, amazing. Um, so now we're kind of focusing on, you know, we're... we're we yeah we're looking at other things like SEO and and we've been talking to um, Google and things like that. So we might do test. We might do a bit more testing with 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 Google. Um, but yeah, ads ads have been amazing. Been really really good. Yeah, and has that been your most? Obviously, you have your organic um, social stuff. Yeah. Have the ads been your sole or, or major? Um, I guess focus of your marketing funnel. Um, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I'd say the marketing funnel has been for the last, you know, since August. Kind of Facebook ads have proved to be the most powerful thing that that we've done. But it's been it has been the main focus, and now we're looking to diversify. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely look to diversify with like probably some some Google ads, try and strengthen the SEO thing, yeah. and then do some more PR because of the US launch and the dating app launch as well coming yeah. up. Is isn't it so amazing that you think right? You're writing down your marketing plan, and particularly this comes in a lot when you're doing it for fundraising, right? And you're putting your marketing plan together, and you're thinking right, this is how I'm going to do it, and really you just need to write Facebook and Insta ads. Um, yeah hopefully i'll nail my spend on google seo as well but you yeah. guys can probably tell me that <laughs> and then you you know you hope hope the product fits yeah yeah no it's amazing well i yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely no no expert in on all of this stuff but it's like when the 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 growth um guy sean came on board he was just like we're just going to test a few things and it's just so interesting then to yeah. see you know what works what doesn't work? And what was he doing? A/B testing with a different picture or a different video? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah different pictures, different um, kind of captions. Um, yeah, and 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 yeah, we found that there was one that was showing a kind of collage image of, of lots of different single parents. Really hit the mark. Um, because understandably because it's kind of showing a community and it's yeah. showing lots of lots of people some who you might think oh that's just like me and there's other people and there's moms and there's dads and there's kids of different ages and yeah yeah, yeah. so that proved to be quite powerful 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, the whole the amount you learn doing a you know your own startup is is beyond belief, isn't it? It's Some insane. Things that you wouldn't have imagined. Three yeah. Ago, you can now go. Oh well, you know, we did a bit of A/B testing on Facebook marketing. I know. <laughs> I know. But then every, every completely. But then every day there's something. It doesn't. It never stops. It just never stops. Like every day, it's like, huh? What's that? Oh right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So so New York. That's exciting. I did. I didn't know about that. So um, yeah. They always say you know you carve out a niche and you you grow from there. And you know, Frodo was brilliant because you did it on localized areas. So when you say you're going to the US, what, I mean, what's the plan? Is it, is it New York to begin with? or? Yeah, so, well, so as it stands, Frodo is live across the UK and Ireland. So, like, it is, you know, I suppose pre-COVID. I guess, that, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, there were lots of people meeting up in their local area on through Frodo organizing meetups. But there is also the kind of wider online aspect of the community where somebody in rural Ireland could be posting on the new on the feed and people in from London and Scotland are responding with their yeah. advice. So you know it's still this a lot of the same kind of things that are are coming up. And the virtual meetups obviously you can be anywhere and yeah. kind of join in and have fun. So with the US um yeah, I think we will focus primarily on, it will be turned on anywhere, everywhere yeah. in the US. So anyone will be able to... Make sense, you know, why not? Yeah, but we'll probably try and focus, hone in on, on New York in terms of marketing and you know PR and influencer activity um, and things like that. So how, how yeah. have you found the, the influencer market? Have you dipped into it much? Tiny bit, like we were lucky, again, we were lucky, like I think because the Frollo Instagram got such a great kind of response, organic kind of response and traction and people picked up and were like, the, you know, and a lot of single parent influencers sort of picked up and were like, this is amazing, I really support this and would share the page. Yeah. So, you know, just because they believed in in it and it resonated with them um so uh, yeah so there was a there was a lot of that we got a lot of kind of goodwill um without asking for it and then maybe two months ago we did engage a few influencers um and yeah it went it it went it did go well but i mean it's a world I don't really understand, to yeah. be honest. To be honest with it's ever-changing as well. Yeah, it's ever-changing. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like trying to, as well, understand like who... I think maybe it will... It will I'm, I, I think it could work really well for the, for the US because our audience on, on Instagram is, you know, mainly in the, in the UK and Ireland. So I think it will, it will work well to engage... A few yeah. kind of single parent US influencers when it's just tapping into an entirely new um, audience that haven't seen Frodo yet. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And what's the um, do you know the numbers for single parents in in the US? One in three families. Jesus. Yeah, one in three. Yeah. That is mind blowing. I know. Yeah, is- and it's only it's only a, it's a, a statistic that's only going to, you know, get stronger in terms of 
the world that we live in, you know, people don't stay in relationships that yeah. they're not happy with anymore. Even in COVID alone, I would, I mean, I'd be interested to hear, you know, how the numbers have changed because of lockdown. I'm I sure mean, there'll be a great Channel 4 documentary on that. Yeah. The, I mean, <laughs> babies and breakups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, and then there's so many, you know, women who are and men, but um, who are who are deciding to go into venture into solo parenthood by choice. So, that, that's a, a good question, actually. What is your what's your breakdown by gender? Uh, by gender, I'm not sure, but I, I mean, I, the in terms of the people that I know or people in the community, obviously there is. There is, yeah, women are, you know, I, 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 know, I know lots of people personally and um, through my own life and through Frodo who have done the solo parenthood by choice, solo mom by choice thing. But actually we, there's a, a dad that did a takeover on our Instagram recently um, called Leon and he's a solo dad by choice. And it's yeah. just amazing, like hearing his story from his perspective um and i'm sure there are well i know there are you know plenty of other solo dads by choice out there but it's probably a thing that people don't realize well yeah um, of course it's um yeah. again you've got the whole male vulnerability thing right so it, it's more difficult for the majority for the majority of not the majority but for a high number of men it's more difficult to i guess show any vulnerability so something like this yeah. In particular, will you know maybe probably take a little bit longer to get yeah. people putting their hands up. But in the same way that it took this long for anyone to put their hand up and you to say, "Hi, I'm a Frollo. I'm going to build yeah. a community. I can help you. You can help me. Let's support each yeah. other." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there's there's you know there's a lot of different ways that someone can come to be a single parent or whatever they want to call it, a co-parent, a solo yeah. parent choice, a, you know, widow, you know, it's just, yeah, there's lots of different ways you can arrive there and a lot of different things that can happen in life. So it's not something that's ever going to go away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, um, I, I think what I've most realized from, I guess, chatting to you about Frodo over, over time is, it was a problem. You've created a solution that was inspired by your own problems, but it's such a huge problem for so many people that you've been able to nail, I guess, product market fit in both. There's a huge market for it, and you've created a really easy, simple to use product. And then the rest of it, when you you know, when you create something that good, and this kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about marketing, but when you create a product that that good or that needed that there's always going to be a high demand for obviously by the numbers of one in three in America and a quarter in the UK, then people want to help. And so the PR becomes a little bit easier and the marketing resonates with more people because you know, for a fact, this will resonate with a quarter of people over here. And exactly. I guess then it's just about making it as I guess, user friendly and. Exactly. And I think the really key thing to remember as well in all of this is that it's not I haven't like for, for me say as a, not as the founder of Frollo as a user as someone who's actually really truly had life-changing benefits to it in terms of the friends I've made I mean the 
people that are closest to me in my life are people I've met through Frollo now. And, you know, it's, I feel so much more supported, happy, cushioned in my world. But most importantly, I'm a happier mom. I'm a stronger mom. I'm, you know, I have lots and lots of different options of things to do at the weekend, you know, around difficult times like, you know, Billy's birthday and Christmas, it's, I'm not staring down the barrel of a gun going, yeah. oh, Jesus, God almighty, this is going to be hell. It's kind of like, it's okay because I've got so many other people who get it and who will be there supporting. And Billy is around other people who are also from, you know, single parent homes. So it's not, you know, it's not, he doesn't have to feel like other or different or there's something or like, we are from a, a broken home. So yeah. I think it's, it's about remembering like the absolute positive impact that this has, like not only on our own lives as a single parent, but on, on the kids. On the kids. So it, it, it's a great product that fixes, you know, a huge problem. So then we have the obvious, which is the revenue model. Yeah. So how, how, how are we making money? Well, um, Hopefully by this time next year, I'll be saying cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the intention. Um, so um, I think yeah, I think you and I, I, th- I think probably the, the last time we spoke about this, I was filling you in on what I, at the time, was kind of felt clear on what yeah. the revenue model was going to be, which was going to be a premium uh, which was going to be a subscription um, offering. So we'd have the freemium version of the app, standard yeah. subscription and a premium subscription, which involved access to um, experts by, you know, lawyers, family lawyers, child psychologists and all of this. Anyway, when we kind of got into COVID and I was thinking, okay, need to start exploring now, next steps for this. So decided to do some uh, market research with the community. Yeah. And what came very, but in my head, I was like, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is what the community wants, clearly, yeah. because this is what the community needs more than anything. Um, but what came very, what was very, very clear out of that market research is that the community wants dating. They want single parent dating and they, they are, want to pay for single parent dating. Yeah. So 70% of our current users say they really want Frollo to do a single parent dating site and they're willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's, it's, that was always on the, that was always in the roadmap. It was on the roadmap, yeah. Yeah, so I just, yeah, thought, okay, well, scrap the other stuff for now. Let's bring dating forward. And which I absolutely feel like super excited about. I, th- I would think it would almost be a, be a relief that you can generate revenue that way. from Because yeah. pr- you, you don't want to. You know why I'm not overcomplicating this. Yeah. Well, and also I remember thinking before you it's difficult when you create a product that's so, so needed and provides mm. support charging people for it yeah. can be difficult. And I remember before we were talking about, you know, how would you, if there was someone who was in financial difficulty, would you, there'd be a way of getting someone else to pay a membership or mm. how would it, how would it quite work? And yeah. I think that, that's a really difficult thing to work out when you've created something that people actually rely on. Yeah. Products. And there, um, there was, yeah, like, 
it, there was always going to be a kind of freemium version, but the kind of standard subscription and the premium would obviously just get you a much better experience. However, now with this new plan with the Frodo dating, going to keep the community Perfect. completely free. And yeah. what it is, it's actually a different mode on the app. So it's kind of like what Bumble do um, dating and BFF or business right. mode. Yeah. So that, you know, you've got the core community there for those who don't want anything to do with dating. That's fine. They just don't switch into that other mode on the app for those who want to date. They don't have to download a new app. It's already there. So, it, you know, it's, yeah. it's just like kind of switching into the dating mode and um, and 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 finish setting up your profile there. So it's it's kind of it feels like an absolute um, no brainer. And especially yeah. at the rate the community is growing and kind of, yeah, that reassurance that we've got like, you know, the numbers are 70%. 70% of, I was going to say it's huge. Yeah. So, so, and there is, it's, yeah. So we're, we're, there is a lot of things about Frollo dating that will make it a very unique offering compared to other dating apps. Like we're really taking into consideration what single parents want. And what's great is the community is kind of helping us design yeah. everything. So everything we do, we're sanity checking. What do you want? What do you don't want? Doing tons of surveys and market research. So it feels really exciting to be able to have your target market kind of helping you. help, yeah, way, help, yeah. help, help shape things as as it's being developed that's 70 percent is i mean again it's it's that whole decision decision fatigue you, you don't have a decision to make there it's made for you it's brilliant i know i and know that, I and it comes from such a, such an engaged yeah place. yeah and when it and then kind of at first i was like hang on a sec but wait that you need you need you know family lawyers you need and then i'm like no no this is like this is perfect this makes yeah. sense you know it's nice and simple yeah. And what are you going to price that as? Not sure just yet. So doing um, some, yeah, doing some research with the, with the community around the monetization piece at the moment, yeah. but we will have, there will be a free version. So it'll be, you know, like most dating apps have a, you know, have their free again, version. Yeah. yeah but, but the, for, for premium, it will be a much, much better experience um so yeah just not quite sure what the price point is is going to be but it will probably be having the option to do you know a month three months and six months for a certain um yeah. subscription well i guess if you in two years time you know touch wood i'm i'm, I'm sure it would be um i was going to touch my desk then but it's ikea and this thing definitely isn't wood um just looks like it in in a couple of years time when you're making great revenue and you look back at how you got to a revenue generating business whilst providing this fantastic support community reverse engineering it you would never have guessed that you would build it the way you had to then end up with that as the, although it makes perfect sense right yeah i know it com yeah completely it's it's funny how and it would have been really difficult just to build a dating app Oh yeah, completely. It, it I mean, have I just built a dating app for single parents. No way. And that and that's the thing. There, Frollo is a very like 
people call it a community with integrity, which I love because it really does feel like that. It feels like a safe space. Um, it, it feels like a positive, supportive, empowering space. It's very different from, you know, those kind of Facebook groups that I found when I was looking that I didn't want to associate <laughs> with. So we have the trust of, you know, we have, we have, we really have the trust of the users. So I think if we can really create a dating app that has that same sort of feeling and integrity yeah. and create a safe dating experience where, you know, ghosting is not kind of, <laughs> you know, condoned and, you know, people are, are, you know, people are, you know, just, there's a, there's a general level of, um, you know, kindness and, you know, because respect we all, and, and integrity. Respect and we're all parents. We're all there for a certain reason. So, um, you know, and we, none of us want to get burned again or make maybe the same mistakes we've made in the past again. So, yeah. um, so we're kind of factoring in different ways to kind of help create that type of environment. And, and we have the, Will the dating element element be ready before you launch in New York, or you- no? The date the, with the the so the U.S. launch will come before that. So the U.S. launch is Sorry, planned US for launch, yeah. Um, yeah, is planned for March, and then realistically, I would say the yeah, you know yourself uh, app timelines. So I would <laughs> say realistically, it it will be I think towards the summer by the time yeah. Frodo dating is ready so we'll launch with the community app in new york and then try and build up the traction there we have with the dating launch the dating over here see how that goes make sure it's robust enough yeah iron out you know anything we need to iron out and then follow on with that in the u.s as well wow that's that's the all story going, all going according to plan yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which it, i mean who knows but it sounds it sounds like it's it sounds like it should do now yeah, I mean, I had the ups and downs with it. Yeah, I'm no doubt there will be other twists and turns along the way, as with startup life. But no, it's. I, I mean, I could not be more. I could not be more kind of passionate and aligned with Frodo and w- with what I'm doing. I really, I've experienced firsthand, as I said, like how much of like I mean it has absolutely transformed my life as a user so I know so I I know what it's doing for other people and I get that feedback as well from plenty of people who use the community so it's just that kind of yeah urge to really kind of get it out to more people and for more people to experience that and and then hopefully, um, yeah, and then hopefully create the, 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 the same experience with, with dating. Incredible. I think it's to have had the experience, seen the, seen the problem, thought of the solution, and then the solution to you being able to provide the solution has since made itself clear in the form of, you know, a, a dating app is, is, is incredible. And it's all and time-wise, it's it's not been that bad, you know. Ideally, yeah, you have the first stretch, but you learn so much in that. Then yeah. you've made. I feel like I'm doing it for ten years. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, you know that way when you're like, and even like people who are close to me in my life, like what? 
Frollo only launched like last September. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, you know, but in, in a good way, in a, yeah. you know, mostly in a good way. I guess yeah. some, sometimes when but, people think about a startup, it's they, they still have to weigh up the opportunity cost of what they would have been doing otherwise. Yeah. Does that ever mm. play on your mind at all? Or even on some of the, you know, there's always low days in, in startup life. Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, do not get me wrong. There are times when I, it's say, for instance, it's a weekend or, you know, I've been on holiday before and things like that. And, you know, I'm consumed by work or something's happening or there's a glitch on the app and I'm dealing with the dev team and I've got yeah. my son on my arm like <laughs> pulling at me. And I'm like trying to do 10 things at once. And I'm like, oh, God, I just like, you know, what I would give to just be able to like switch off, out not off have to think about this right now. And, you know, and just to be getting a pay, someone writing me a paycheck every month for something else. You know, I definitely have those um, moments. But like I was thinking this this morning, actually, I've, I've, you know, I've done loads of different things in my, in my life in terms of work. And I've always been searching for something. It's always been important to me to feel completely aligned to what I'm doing and to yeah. feel a sense of purpose. I've never, like, I've never felt that as strongly as I do with Frollo. So, uh, yeah, so that kind of, I mean, you, there's answered, not a day that I kind of... Yeah, you, you've answered, kind of like the, you've answered the, the, the point of life almost there. It is just about, you know, finding yeah. purpose. Does. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter how kind of, yeah, no matter how kind of frustrating it gets or difficult it gets or challenging it gets, like I'm always ready the next day to just be like, okay, dying to get my teeth stuck in again. Um, so I feel really lucky and really, really grateful that I've found what I really love doing because I know what it's like not to have that, you know, you know, when it, when I didn't, yeah. when, I, when I couldn't, when I was looking for it, but I couldn't find it. So I feel really grateful to be in that position now. Any, um, any words of wisdom for anyone you think from your, your time? I, you know what? I think what you kind of uh, said earlier is a really, and you put it really well is, is just keeping in mind that kind of balance of, you know, take being able to sort of search for advice and and it's the hardest, you, you uh, know, and I think that would be my biggest biggest piece. I think if I were to yeah. give advice, would yeah, be that. I think I think soaking up what you know, what you can take and what you can learn, but also remembering to be kind of true to what feels right for you and you know yeah so yeah and just and and keep putting one foot forward in front of the other until it doesn't feel right and just yeah. keep going along yeah I mean it's very simple uh, advice but <laughs> that's kind of what I, I feel like what I've been doing yeah no it's it's brilliant um but Tom, thank you so much for reaching out after oh, reading. No, it's been like, you know, it, it's, yeah, you've been, you've been, it's been so nice, like getting to know you this year and you've been very supportive in loads of different ways. So I really appreciate oh, your... Not a problem at all. I really, 
well, I really liked the, you know, appreciated the idea when I, when I first read about it. And then it's just always fun bouncing ideas and going through this, this, this process. It's, and I know how, how difficult it can be as well. So no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's great talking to, you know, really smart driven people all the time. And when you're solving a problem like this, I mean, you, you learn something every time. So seeing the switch to the dating app and that being the, the revenue model, for instance, is like, it's like a light bulb went in my head. I went, no, well, I, well, fingers crossed, as I said, this time next year, you know, we were saying it worked, Tom, it yeah. worked. That was Zoe Desmond, the founder of Frollo. If you enjoyed the pod, please feel free to like, share and follow. I'm Tom Wesseldine and thanks for listening.